welcome, welcome, everyone, to the second episode of the South Fury Watch podcast. We survived the first episode where we interviewed Vaz Rock. If you haven't listened, go check it out if you have. Welcome back. Broadcasting today all the way out to our friends in the Outer Planets. We've got an all-star lineup with someone who is an active persona, and some may even say an activist in the Goblin community. They're also an officer in the South Fury Watch and someone I consider a good friend. Welcome, Cassie Hall. Uh, <laughs> welcome, Cassie Hall. Yeah, that was pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that one again. It is kind of a hard yeah. one to say out loud, but it looks yeah, really cool Cassie when it's written. Hall, right. so. so, Cass, how you doing today? I'm okay. okay. Yeah, that's how I, I think so. Feel. I can say, like... These past couple days, I have had more time to play WoW than I have in like a year. Um, yeah, just because. Yeah, you yeah, right. showed so up for I stuff. Had, um, well, I had a I had a surgery the other day with my with my wisdom teeth, and so I've I oh. had um, you know two days off for work there, and I've just been chilling up this weekend. You know, no plans for the last couple of days, so that's why I've been around. Okay, so uh, when you were on the the Vicodin or whatever, did you cry? Uh, get pass out or get really so they, hungry or what? Because everyone reacts didn't differently. Give me Vicodin. I don't think. Um, they gave me the anesthesia, and then after that, I think they just had me on some kind of pain. I don't know what they had me on, but I don't know. I think I was pretty normal for the most part. I, I don't. I don't mm. think that I said anything funny. But, anyways, to get into our questions here, Cass. First one at you. Why do you role play? Um, it's a hard one actually. I wasn't really sure how to respond. Uh, I think I like writing backstories more than I enjoy role play, but I do like role play as well, right. kind of. Um, because it's uh, Cass is actually like a super old character from like before I played WoW. Um. And the concept was more or less sad pirate girl, brave, has some issues with her father. Like, that was more or less the concept, and that is, well, that's the concept that's actually remained constant, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if I... I do enjoy roleplay. I, I can't say I don't. But uh, I think ultimately... I have more love for writing backstories and stuff than actually role playing itself. So, haven't you and I talked before about like the TRP add on and how we like making the TRP profiles more than we actually like using them? I feel like, I feel we like, might have had, yeah, we might have I feel had like that conversation. You and I have talked about that before um, where it's like you can go in, you, know, you can choose all of your icons. It's almost like, um, you know, anytime you make a character in any kind of RPG game, you know, you choose your personality traits or, you know, if you're lawful, good, or chaotic, neutral, or whatever, and then once you you know go to sit down to actually do whatever it is, you know, role play or play the game in that instance, it's kind of just like, well, okay, now I actually have to like use this, so it's it's almost less interesting. Well, um, it's funny because uh, before I was on an RP server, I started on Lothar, and I made a little. Well, I made a bunch of characters, but uh, the sec- third one I ever made was the Troll Hunter. That eventually became Hunter Cast, like, years later in Legion. 
But um, and then like the fourth or fifth, no, probably like the sixth one I ever made, uh, was Rogue Cast, and um, so then all the others in between have been deleted. So Hunter Cast is the oldest, and Rogue Cast is like the second oldest characters I have. Um, and even back then, uh, I kind of fell in love with making casts and stuff, and I started like writing a backstory, even though I was on Lothar, which is like a backwater little pve realm though they hadn't been merged yet so it was still a tolerable experience um and uh like i only know this because this is something i completely forgot until the other day i went cleaning through my room and found like notebook after notebook of like stories and stuff that i wrote for her and i'm like wow <laughs> okay <laughs> so it's kind of a experience I gotcha. Okay, and so, Cass, what brought you on to WoW specifically? Um, I always had this weird idea that I would start playing WoW someday. Like, even though it took, like, years for it to actually happen. My friends were playing in vanilla, but I wasn't. Um, and uh, then, actually, what brought it on was... Uh, I had a PC laptop, or a uh, Windows laptop, I should say, and uh, it broke one day. And then um, I got an Apple laptop, and um, suddenly none of my games worked at all. Yep. And I was not happy about that. But, of course, I couldn't just go get another laptop just for gaming. I mean, I kind of did that as an adult, but, you know, when you're a teenager, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> and so... Um, yeah, I uh, saw WoW was free, and I thought, you know what, what the heck, I'll just try it. And I kind of fell in love with exploring, and um, I actually did some pretty impressive stuff as a level 20 starter account. Like, I uh, made my way all the way to Dragon Maw Harbor and um, Ram Kahan in uh, Oldham, okay. which uh, required a lot of corpse runs, but I was very determined to explore the world. So, when did you start playing WoW? I don't know exactly when, but my earliest achievement was like uh, uh, September in whatever year the Twilight thing was out, or the last-ish patch of, uh, or raid tier of... Um... Cataclysm? Yeah. Okay. So that was when my earliest achievement I could find, I should say was but i don't know if that's and that was only on hunter cast i should say okay but i had a couple characters before that that i played for a little bit and they're long gone now um so that's the earliest i have con- confirmation of okay i guess you. so yeah probably sometime around cataclysm you know that's when goblins came out anyway so yeah so you could not play as a goblin back then unless you had the full game though right yeah because they were a they were a um a feature of the expansion pack. Right. Ca- making cast was actually one of the first things I did uh, once I bought the full game, but I actually planned on being a male goblin rogue because I thought rogues were cool and I didn't have one. Yep. Because I deleted my previous ones. And uh, then I looked at the male model and I was like, I hate this. Right. So I was like, well, I guess I'll make a female one. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I have that old pirate OC. And I, so I dug up like deviant art stuff and I was like, oh, okay. I'll make Cass, but Cass was taken as a name, so I made it K-H-A-S-S. And then you became Keel Hall eventually. That was, like, 
when I think I moved to um, Warmrest Accord and Miss Pandaria, but yeah. Okay. All right. So, who's your favorite lore character then? I do like Gazlo. Um, I uh, shoot. Depends on how big you want to go. Well, first one to come to mind. Um, well, Gazlo was the first to come to mind, but there are a lot of small characters I really like. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of like you know kind of cool small characters in the game, but you know, Gazlo is probably a good option. I mean, since he's like, he's like B tier. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, B tier celebrity, right? He's been around for a little while, so people know who he is. I mean, yeah, let's put it this way. If they have a character... He is a Warcraft 3 character. Yeah, if they have a character in Heroes of the Storm, they're probably a valid option. Right. So, But then again, Valera is in uh, Heroes of the Storm, so... Well, she's an option too, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I hate the Varian comics. They're so stupid. They make every character look stupid. Like, Rhaegar... Like, people talk about the hypocrisy of orcs... I don't fully agree with it, but I think Rhaegar is a perfect example of when it's absolutely true. I just hate everything about those comics. <laughs> I, I've never read them, so who's who is Rhaegar? He's... Okay, so... Uh, he is a criminal, which it cannot be... isn't ever brought up, but is true. He is a criminal slaver, as in he goes against Thrall's Horde's rules, and he operates out of Dire Maul and other neutral areas keeping slaves to fight but then Varian escapes and he's like well he had the honor and the willingness to escape so I'm okay with it and that's honorable and it's like just shut up everybody looks bad in those comics like every lore character just looks like utter trash and so Rhaegar is an orc right yeah and now he's like some big wig in the horde and I hate that oh okay Jeez, I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to pay attention because you know when I think of Rhaegar, I think of like Rhaegar Targaryen, <laughs> you know, so like Game of Thrones oh. stuff. <laughs> you know, he's in he's in Hots. He's the uh, the shaman character. He was also one of the shaman followers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, the Earth Fairy guy. Maybe I forget. Right. I th- he's the one that wears a mask and actually is really useful. Okay, it turns you in, makes your ghost wolf form really fast. Okay. Yeah, I, I um I think I I do have a shaman alt, but I didn't really play, you know, a lot through the different class halls. I mean, yeah, you you've got a whole, you know, you, I think you have an entire guild full of alts, right? I do have currently fifteen at one twenty right now. So you try to give them all equal attention, or no, oh God, no. Okay, I, it, the way it works in reality is when I'm in a like lull or something, and I feel like questing or leveling. I play one, uh, do some stuff with it, like do some kind of achievements I haven't done yet, like just a couple or something. Maybe get a new mount or something from a rep grind. I pick out a mod I really like with them. I RP maybe once or twice, and then I never play them again. Okay. Until I need to do a thing that requires me to do a million different alts, and then it becomes a really handy collection. To have a whole bunch of level 120 characters yeah. hanging out. Yeah. I gotcha. So, you know, I think that our characters, at least in name, you know, are similar. You know, Lance Topsail, Caskeel Hall. Lance's history involves seafaring bandits as allies. But how does the naval theme really fit into Cass's life? So, I originally picked Keel Hall just because I wanted a pirate last name. 
Yeah, and then I later made up the idea that she was Captain Keelhaul's daughter. Then I kind of started looking into what actually pirates were and stuff like that, and I was like, oh, well, she'd be more of a privateer then. So I latched on to the Blackwater Raiders, which I guess in canon are pirates because of Traveler, but that makes no sense. They could easily be privateers just attacking the Venture Co. That would just explain everything. But Blizzard has only made the distinct, correct distinction between pirate and privateer in Warlords of Draenor of all expansions. That is the only time they use the terms correctly. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't really count on Blizzard to be too accurate with that stuff. But yeah, I think that most no. people would agree. You know, the Blackwater Raiders are, you know, kind of the, uh, the privateer henchmen of the Steam Weedle Cartel. And they yeah. go out and they, you know, kick the shit out of the other pirates who are out there ruining everybody's day. Right. Or at least they try to, right? Yeah, the modern version of the story is basically he left home, betrayed family and cartel, and then joined the Black Rotter, Water or joined the Blood Sail Buccaneers. So yeah, I made up a backstory for an NPC that okay. I don't think anyone will object to because I don't know if everyone even remembers him. So, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, which one's Captain Keelhaul? He is. I believe on the Maiden's Damsel or Damson Maid or oh, something like that. He's the first ship you go to when you do the Bl- Blood Sail Buccaneer quest line. And he gives you a couple quests to swab his deck. It's the one with Pretty Boy oh, okay. Duncan on it. Down in yeah. uh, Stranglethorn Vale. Right. It's one of those three ships and it's the first of them. So Cass is his daughter. Yes. Estranged. Yeah. yeah. And he's a goblin, right? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Because I think the reason I picked Keelhaul was because at the time, the only other pirate goblin I could find named was Greenskin, and I did not like that name. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a crappy name. It is. <laughs> not, I mean, you know, that could just be like some orc's name. It doesn't really say pirate That could be me. any, yeah. It could be a troll's name. Okay. So I was looking at your, your TRP, speaking of that, the other day, and you know that... Um, the add and notes feature. Two of yours, I didn't look at all of them, but two of yours are the RBF, the resting bitch face. Oh yeah, and uh, I think you have clipboards. Yeah. So what? What's the significant? That seems to be a pretty common theme with you. What's the significance with the clipboards? Okay, so um, it is partly just recurring memory, I guess you'd call it, like a like a joke, because she's always working with papers and stuff so i figured i looked up to make sure there are clipboards in wow so that's a canon thing i didn't make that up okay um <laughs> there is a quest where you kill a goblin in th- in a uh, mulgore and take his clipboard so um so uh the thing was that she was be like constantly looking over papers doing paperwork and basically trying to bring civilization to the orcs of the south fury watch okay. and uh so the idea became like, I'll just give her a pen and a clipboard because if you ha- and there's also the joke of if you have a clipboard and you look busy, you can basically walk into anywhere. And so a big part of Cass's character is that she's very timid, like underneath, but she acts tough. And so having a clipboard and looking angry is how she kind of deals with orcs that intimidate her. So, okay. So it's kind of like a you know, manning up scheme where everybody else is like, you know, posturing with their big muscles and she just walks in like, you know, I've got a clipboard so I can tell you what to do. Right. Exactly. She demands the respect that, yeah. 
because they probably can't read and she can, so hot jokes on you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that does come up, actually. I, I, for a time, uh, Cass, it was a thing slash joke that Cass was Valkosk's designated male reader and writer. And so uh, I think Nirok sent uh, Valkosk a letter one time. And I RP because, and he used like way too overly formal language, like as an orc. And so I RP'd that as he had really ha- nice handwriting. And then I wrote back letters on Valkosk's behalf or something. Oh, okay. That's funny. All right. Yeah. That was fun and cute. Yeah. What, um, what are Cass's professions? Uh, mechanically, the rogue is uh, alchemy, herbalism. The hunter is engineering min- mining uh in lore i don't know if how would you uh, you'd want to define inscription but maybe that probably a little bit of engineering for sure um she is 100 percent in alchemy definitely because that comes from her family thing should i be talking about this much about her backstory because i could i just don't want to take up the whole podcast with it no dude talk as much as you want about it all right so her mom was an alchemist she was crazy brilliant and she basically got herself killed doing alchemy experiments but Cass wanted her approval so she always did alchemy with her mom and so that's why she's still really adept at it um the other thing so i guess all goblins know some engineering by default she's really good at alchemy uh she writes a lot uh both for work and for fun and so I guess is that inscription? I don't know. I think uh, it, yeah, I would think it would be inscription. And I would say a little bit of herbalism. Okay. So who's a better engineer, goblins or gnomes? I actually have opinions on this. So um I don't think either one is really I, I view it as a religious division where gnome engineering is gnomes really like things to be complicated, and so they view anything that's complicated as good, even when it's not. They don't really understand the concept of keep it simple, stupid. So they overcomplicate their and over-engineer their designs to the point where they stop working or nobody can operate on them. And this is why people are impatient with gnomes sometimes or find them frustrating to deal with because they design things that basically no one can use. Goblins, on the other hand, have absolutely no interest in that whatsoever. So... Their idea is it needs to work and it needs to work fast and you don't need the safety restrictions or anything like that because that's a waste of time. It needs to just work fast and work well. And so their designs end up blowing up because it's too volatile or, well, they're cutting corners basically. Like that's just what it is. And so orcs like it because they can understand it and use it and it's powerful, but then the downside is it blows up and kills them. So, uh, but of course, they both have such strong opinions on this. The tinkers, who are higher up in their both of their societies, I guess, because the tinkers union and the goblin community is not like the in character, the role player one, but like the actual goblin community do have a lot of uh, sway over the stuff. Like not like trade prince level, but they do have a lot of control over their culture. And then the goblins or the gnomes, of course, have their uh, they literally have a meritocracy. So. The opinions of tinkers matter in those communities. So when the tinker says the gnome is wrong and the gnome tinker says the goblin is wrong, it goes down to the lower levels of culture as well, I think. So I really think it's like a a religious difference to them. 
just something that's ingratiated or you know ingrained in their society rather that it's impossible for either one of them to change their minds at this point it's not just like uh but it's also in their nature as well so i think i actually support the idea of goblins and gnomes being friends in character and like marriage or whatever but i feel like those kind of relationships require characters that are very patient if that makes sense okay or empathetic or maybe just not involved with engineering at all i guess so yeah yeah all right so rapid fire round with vazrock uh we took every race and we said what best class would be for them or what whatever he, okay <laughs> what class would be best for the race today i'm gonna list all the horde races and you're gonna tell me the suitable profession for them profession okay profession. like uh are these wow professions yes or wow profession, mechanical yeah. ones only mechanical ones okay all right right so orc blacksmithing absolutely blacksmithing torrent uh probably herbalism flower pickers oh you know what it could be skinning could be skinning too yeah okay. it could absolutely be leather working yeah all right troll yeah i feel like leather working actually is very much their forte okay all right so then what would troll be could be skinning how about forsaken Ooh, probably alchemy yeah that one makes the most sense i think yeah. all right so how about blood elf then oh uh enchanting <laughs> all right goblin uh it's either engineering or alchemy okay there's a lot of validity to both sure we do have that um What's that that racial that racial color? I feel like goblins have the alchemy ratio only because they did, at the time they didn't want uh, redundant profession ratios, so they didn't do engineering. But there is a history of goblins using alchemy as well. So, all right, life is better through chemistry, right? Yeah. All right, and then how about Pandaren? Oh, uh, cooking. <laughs> yeah. But if I wanted to pick one of those non ones, um, non secondary professions. I'd have to think. Uh, you know, inscription. I'm say inscription. They love their scrolls and stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's... Stories. Yeah, that's definitely valid. inscription. All right. And then do you think that you would have different answers for the allied races? Oh, um, their equivalents? Not for Maghar. They're still blacksmithing, definitely. Nightborn? Yeah. Um, maybe inscription, maybe enchanting. So I would see them uh, more as like an enchanting type... Yeah, yeah, they've got yeah, like all the enchanted wine and stuff, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You know, um, and then uh, hmm. what's the third one? High mountain. Yes. Okay. I know. Wow. <laughs> I promise. Um, I don't really remember having much of an impression of their professions, which is weird because I was just there in game. Well, yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of the same as regular torn anywhere. They've just got... I'd say leatherworking, because yeah. they got the drums. They got the skins, you know? Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, nothing really too, uh, you know, nothing too crazy there. I mean, trolls... Oh, you know what? The um, They do have the mining one because of the uh, the mining uh, high mountain torn. But those are guys who are like, they only you only see them if you go into blacksmithing or mining. Yeah, right. But they, were, they like were at the top they of the mountain. They had a cool story, right? I thought. They had a cool story. It was just very uh, divorced from the rest of the high mountain stuff. Yeah, you wouldn't see it unless you were actually part mining of mining or blacksmith. Yeah, I think it that trolls. Though. Yeah, I think that trolls could be good enchanters just because they've got like 
you know, all the voodoo masks and everything. And I feel like that has to be. Oh know, yeah. Enchanted. It would depend on your interpretation of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely. Zandalari, do you think they've got a specific profession? I feel like inscription because they do like their record keeping. And uh, at least in Wrath, the whole uh, keeping of lore was a big thing for them. Okay. Well, didn't come up a lot in uh, BFA, I don't think. But yeah, I mean they've got a couple NPCs that are named lore keepers or something. But yeah, you know it's kind of overshadowed by the fact that everybody hates you when you get there. So yeah, it's it's uh, a yeah, it's there. It's just not as big. But it was a big part of Wrath questing, I believe. So. Your rank in the watch is Watchmaster, right? Yes. Okay. So last week when we were talking to Vaz, you know, he was describing the different ranks, you know, the grunts, the outriders, seers, mystics, and scouts, right? Right. Does Cass lead one of those groups? This is a weird point because she doesn't. She doesn't really. So the thing is, uh, there was a point in time in the guild where Cass literally had her own role all to herself. And it was between, like, everybody else and the officers. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when I joined the guild, I joined her as sort of a scout character. But then, like, I kind of evolved her into this goblin that would take over all the paperwork, mail, and stuff like that for orcs who have absolutely no interest in any of it. And so that kind of became, like, I mean, it's usually a bad idea to, like, try to force your own role onto a guild. But... I feel like I did it pretty well, and I waited long enough. Uh, and eventually, I think we just decided to just officer or something. Okay. So then Cass's role in the watch is really just kind of like a administrative type thing? Yeah, kind of. Like, um, the idea was that, like, the different officers would have different things they do. And to an extent, I think that's reflected both in character and out of character. Vaz, uh, his characters have always interacted with orcs and stuff. Cass interacts with goblins, but it's not just racially divided. It's also like um, Cass shows up for recruitment and then does paperwork RP with people. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I always used to like doing that when I was like an officer in a guild or something. I would have the people like sign a contract and then be like, you know, Oh, don't read the fine print. You don't need to know what's in there or something, you know, like that. Yeah. Just kind of like a funny thing. Well, I mean, I've done it so many times that I kind of just started, like, making up little rules and stuff that had to go along with it, like telling people how many rations they would get a day, how what they could eat alternatively and stuff like that, where they would sleep, and then the rules regarding that. Okay. And so, switching gears a little bit, I know that you have ties to the Goblin community as well. Right. You have a Discord channel called the Get the uh, the Gadgets and Gazette, right? Tell me more about your involvement with that, and what led you to make the channel. Um. So, in a way, it was. Um, I heard there was another Discord called. Well, I don't know if I should name it, but people who know what I'm talking about already know what exactly what it is, and um, it was intended for artists of goblins and gnomes but it kind of sort of just became a porn exchange like to the point where that took over everything else like they eventually added a lore channel but i think like only two people used it including me and so i just kind of gave up on it and 
some of my artist friends who were in it didn't like what it was becoming because basically everything was overshadowed by people posting porn and stuff. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of bad. And um, last I heard, the uh, person who was running it got so sick of everything because they also kept having to correct people for not po- for posting stuff you shouldn't be posting that they just went and deleted the whole thing in frustration. So that's rough. Um, but anyway, so myself and a couple others who were kind of just jaded by the whole thing decided to just make our own community and invite people we knew. And uh, so it was for a time like only five people talking. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. No, because I remember you, you invited me to that however long ago that you made it. I and... think uh, it was a year and a half ago now. Okay. Yeah, because I remember it was just a couple people in there. And I remember at the time you were talking about just being dissatisfied with the community. <laughs> but I had no idea that it had to do with you know just some other channel where everything was strictly not safe for work. That's well, pretty crazy. Some people will tell you it was more than that, but I mean, I, I don't agree. I think it really did just kind of devolve into the porn channel dominating everything else, like by a wide margin. Okay. And so you pretty much wanted to make a Discord that was Goblin related, but maybe not with that aspect of it. Yeah, and also some sketchy headcanon stuff came out and this led to some well I won't go into specifics but basically like some people like posted stuff publicly that they probably shouldn't have like headcanons and stuff that they tried to pass off as like lore and then some people got witch hunted and uh, actually I think that was about the point that a lot of the goblin community members started going to ground because this was before you could report profiles there were some pretty nasty profiles out there around that time and uh then after like i think some of them just kind of disappeared from the game because people like kind of saw it like i've heard this stuff happened in the troll community too but i don't follow that so but that's what i've heard has happened like stuff gets exposed people like what the hell is wrong with this community and then they go to ground disappear for a few months yeah and then and then they come back and do it all over no they, they come back with a clean profile or whatever or they okay. stay hit. I don't know. All right. So, yeah, you made the channel in response to that. Jeez, I was expecting, like, because I remember when we were talking back in the day, you know, you had said vaguely that you were upset with the community. So I was going to say, like, you know, do you have any success stories from your channel? Like, has it helped anybody? You know, do you think that it's been a, a positive thing for the community? I think so. I mean, um, I don't really like to – well, um – I know some people have really enjoyed it and uh, I've had some people tell me that they like the way it's organized. So I like that. Um, I do kind of like the, um, I'm kind of weird in that I actually enjoy the tedium of keeping it organized. So that's fun. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, there's, there's 60 people online, which is a pretty fair number of goblins in here. Yeah. Um, Well, I don't really advertise it. That's the one thing I'm really bad about is that I don't like just post stuff publicly and being like hey come to my thing because um I, I know some people like really build up communities by like just sending out mass invites but that's never who i've been i can't do that so i like have to like 
the way I actually get members more often than not is either people invite their friends or I see someone in game read the profile. I'm like, I like this person. I'm going to ask them if they want to join. And that works okay. like half the time. But so it's kind of like yeah. invite only right now. Uh, it, it was, and it isn't anymore. Like I never really made an announcement of it, but for a while there was like a secret blacklist, I guess, of people I didn't want, I wouldn't let in. But now, like, I, I kind of got rid of that. But it's now just like I never told anyone I'd stop doing that. But like, um, surprise. Um, basically, anyone can join now. It's just that uh, I was very wary early on that it would end up for well, for a very long time, probably most of its life. I was very wary that it would end up like the uh, other Discord did. And, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was very afraid of that. So like, I tried to like in- invite people I knew, get people I knew to invite people, stuff like that. Cause I wanted to build up a established community, if you will, so that it would have something to fall back on and wouldn't just change overnight, you know? Okay. So do you think that this channel is like a good, you know, opportunity for people who you know, might be interested in playing goblin characters or might have an idea that they want to bounce off of people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, in truth, I think the art channel is the most popular by far, but I did design it with that in mind. It's just that just most people are more interested in the art than <laughs> uh, talking to me about lore. But it's like, so I'm like a little, I'm a little salty about that, but I, I understand it. I get, you know, everyone's as into lore as I am, so. And I yeah. do like the art as well, so. You know, um, I actually kind of designed it hoping to copy uh, the Mead Hall, the Dwarven Discord, essentially. Like, I've already told you this, like, years ago. But um, that was basically my goal. Um, the one thing I did, originally it was sort of not copy, but, like, I took the channels I liked most from the Mead Hall and inserted them here, in there, I guess you should say. Um, the one thing I added that was purely my own thing was the OMG cute animals channel, because I thought it was important that there would be a channel for people to post cute animals. And I actually have gotten criticized for that, but I'm not getting rid of it. I like that channel. That was 100% my own idea. And I later found out that other discords were adding cute animal channels too. But I like the fact that as far as I know, I did it first. I probably didn't, but I didn't, wasn't in any that also did it at the time. <laughs> Okay, so, so it's, it, you know, it's, it's mostly goblin stuff, but then if you want to post a picture of a cat, you can. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> right. Hey, you know, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Sometimes, you know, you see a cute picture of a giraffe, you got to put it out there, right? Yeah. You have two cats or three? I've got two. Right. Yeah. So they're both cute, but they're also loud, so. <laughs> well... So what are some positive character traits you'd like to see more in the goblin community? I like it when people have diverse origin backgrounds, like, cause goblins can come from all over the world basically because like they can literally be born in outland and you can kind of technically be born in AU Draenor if you want to stretch things. That's not impossible. Like, they're, like, one of the only races that can literally be born everywhere except Argus, basically. <laughs> and so um, that's pretty unique about them, I think. Except, for, you... except orcs, I guess. No? Uh, yeah. How, yeah. How, do you, how do you justify AU Draenor for goblins? Okay, so the Blackfuse Company were part of the Iron Horde. 
it is possible that they uh, that they went um, that after the Iron Horde fell to the, become the Fell Horde, not all of them. Uh, sorry, my dog was bothering me. Oh, right. Uh, so it's possible that some of the Blackfuse Company guys stayed in AU Draenor one way or another and then had kids. And then 30 years, whatever, past 30 whatever years pass, and they could become part of the faction of Maghar that did not join the Lightbound. And then they went through the portal with uh, Etrig and made by um, the Nightborn guy everybody loves. Uh, why hello? Oh. That guy. Yeah, the guy, his name begins with an O or something. Oculus, yeah. Oculus, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's possible that a Maghar goblin came, but I don't really want people to just like be making orc goblins, because make a goblin that's also a goblin. You can combine cultures, but I don't like it when people do the full uh, replacement culture thing. Like, um, I really like characters that combine cultures like uh they uh like maybe a goblin that lives with like i kind of like what i did with Cass, where she lives with orcs and she's adopted to orcs but she is also distinctly a goblin in that she will do things that she knows orcs don't approve of because they're in her nature and they're it's her prerogative if that makes sense i don't know if i'm making any sense i think it really does and you know i think that's one of my biggest criticisms of a lot of goblins too is that um, you know, a lot of them have like a, a mindless, um, you know, greed. It's like a one dimension. They, well, right. It's like they don't understand that goblins are greedy because of the culture on Kazan. You know, it's not like some kind of natural inborn trait where, you know, they want to collect gold because they're, you know, they just are naturally greedy. It's because society has created them in such a way to be that way. Whereas if you, you know, not that this should happen, but if you did take, or in your case, actually, in your example, if you took a, if you took a goblin and raised them among orcs uh, in a Draenor, they may end up being completely different kinds of people. You know, they won't be out of their way to, to scam everybody, you know, or, you know, try to, you know, fit the small print into every contract. And so I think that's like something that people often overlook. I feel and, like that would, uh, that would work. And that like, well, if we were to make up a character, I feel like they would have respect for stuff like ancestors, but yeah. they would have kind of an interpretation. Orcs would go, hmm, that, and they would uh, probably have a few crazy ideas that orcs would not be totally on board with. They would also probably be very fast-talking. They would still distinctly be a goblin. They would just have a lot of orcish culture in, cultural influences. Well, right, because their parents would still be uh, black Ascent. views. Yeah, black people. And it's also kind of the nature of goblins to be reckless. Sure, that makes sense. Or I mean, and fast thinking can, to the point of recklessness. I guess I can get more on board with reckless than I can with greedy because you know, greed is just a you know result of society. You know, kind of hard. It, um, it's also a one-dimensional trait for writing. Like even Gallywix isn't greedy per se. He is driven to have power because he fears going back to what he was. And money is a means to that end, basically. Oh, right. It's why is... he goes crazy in the starting zone, because the player character was trying to take power away from Gallywix. 
Yeah. And so Gallywix becomes increasingly irrational. Right. And evil as a result, basically. Yeah, what was which, that which, um, short story that Gallywix or that guy uh, Gallywix? It's one of the hollowed squirrel things, I think. Yeah. Um, it came out or, in Miss Pandaria. You can find it online at, or at your local library. Oh, okay. At your local library. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you ever watch Reading Rainbow? They say that. Never mind. Oh, no one's uh, watched Reading Rainbow in 20 years. Never I was mind. Say, it's been a while since I've seen that one, but yeah, sure. So, you know, there, there are a lot of goblin guilds on the server. Um, good number of just goblins, too. Do you, right. do you organize events for the goblins through this Discord, or is it really I just... am not really an event organizer. I. It's not really my wheelhouse. Um, events have never really been my thing, except for small stuff, like in the guild. I did, a, I did host a couple, and they were well-received. Um, you actually attended one, I think. It was the... Uh, the uh, not where's Waldo? It was the um, the clue adventure, the one where like one of the clues was go to the old steam wheedle shop or something. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, well, that was I think, the, right? probably one of the last ones I did. Yeah, yeah. I don't do, I don't do them very often because I try to make each one unique. But that was basically uh, what I did. I used an army of alts to give you guys clues as to go to go around Orgrimmar and stuff. That's right. Yeah, yeah. okay. So we don't do that too often. No, you, you it, it takes a lot often, of work and say. it's it takes a lot of work and it's actually well I have the alts to do it. When you're switching alts you don't get to see how people are actually reacting or are peeing with right. each other along the way. So it was like I was blind to the whole event that I was hosting. So that was kind of it was I was happy with how people felt about it. But I was kind of unhappy in that I saw basically nothing of it. I feel you. Moving forward, Cass, you know, being the goblin activist that you are, I think it's pretty obvious to all of us here that your goblin lore knowledge is exceedingly above average. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good because as is our oh, okay. tradition here on the South Fury Watch podcast, we are now going to engage in the testimon tests. The mind-bending quiz that delves into regions of lore rarely explored by dirty casuals and even sometimes hardcore fans. No one has ever scored the perfect score on this assessment, and now you have your chance to earn the coveted lore master feat of strength. Cass, are you ready? The only thing I'm concerned about is, like, I don't have any idea what difficulty you made these questions, but I think if they're multiple choice, I should do okay. A couple of them are multiple choice. Okay, so first of all, there's only five. Okay. Um, and I think three of them are multi-choice and two of them are free form. Oh, okay. So you tell me, which ones do you want first? Let's do free form. All right. So question number one, this is by far the easiest one of the night. Okay. Actually, probably not. But um, all right. So shortly before Deathwing appears to ruin all hopes of corporate success on Kazan, Coach Crosscheck Ask you to help, uh, asks you to help the cartel win a football, uh, football game. Right. You collect six what scraps. Team, yeah. What team do you play for and who do you beat? Oh, you uh, Bilgewater Buccaneers beat the Seamwheel Sharks. Wow. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. That was great. You knew that one right off the hand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've, done that, I've done that zone a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so I feel a little bit better now. That one got your confidence up. All right. I'm scared. You want the next reform question? Yeah, okay. Let's just get it over with. Because I right. feel a lot more confident about multiple choice. Yeah. All right. So can you name the five members of the Gob Squad? Oh, shoot. Um, Ticker. Volt. Uh, Newt. Um, Patch. And um, Ticker, Volt, Patch. Shoot. Um, I was never super into the Gob Squad. I got to be honest. Like, I thought they were neat in the Pandaria thing, but... Uh, it's like trying to name the uh, the fourth member of the Beatles. Everybody <laughs> always forgets George Harrison. Ironically, I think that's one of the only the ones I would have remembered. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it's a guy. Yep, because Newt is the only girl, and she's got an extra small model. Um, well, she does. She does in the uh, the new stuff. Yeah, I don't know if she was always small. I don't think she was, but who knows. All right, five seconds. Hang on. Let me think. I think I can get this. I just need to eliminate the names. Okay. Ticker. Newt. Patch. Um, no, I don't remember, but I, I'll remember if you tell me, of course. Go figure. Yeah, it's, it's Grit. Grit. Damn it. Okay. Yeah, that's a tough one. Do I get All partial right. credit for that? Uh, no, you don't get oh, partial credit. You. So, unfortunately, not earning the feat of strength today, but that's okay. You gave it a good shake. All right. So then these, I mean, these questions will probably stump you anyways, but I mean, you're getting me to doubt your skills here, Cass. All right. No, that's all right. All right. So question number three, which of the following is not an idea your character will exclaim after drinking Kaja Cola? Answer A, a binary number system. It only uses two numbers, 6 and 11. That is one. I'm pretty sure that's one. Answer B. Chocolate-flavored vanilla. I think that's a real one. Answer C. Edible beds, so you can have breakfast in bed. That's for breakfast. There is a bed-related one. I don't know if that's what it is. All right, and then answer D is ear stenders, for hearing things in different rooms. Oh, shoot, that does sound real. Um... Is this is the fake answer similar to a real one? Oh, absolutely. Is it then? It's C. Nope, it's actually D. Ah, ah, close. What was the D one similar to then? So ear stenders is actually nose stenders. Ah, oh, damn it! I knew it was. Different. I knew there was an extender one. <laughs> yeah, I figured that one would be kind of a little hard, but um, all right, whatever. All right, question four. During the goblin starting experience on the Lost Isle, you are asked to kill 100 weed creatures using a goblin mechanical device. All in Wonder Belt. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) You didn't even even, uh, read these off. Uh, Yeah, all in Wonder Belt. There you go. Jeez. I think Vaz went to town making up answers for this one. We've got the goblin no grass thrash pack. Uh, the Goblin Weed Ripper 5000, and then the Goblin Weed Whacker 5000. Okay, so, say them again. So the Goblin No Grass Thrash Pack. No. Well, you got it right with the Wonder Belt, but okay. um, 
the Goblin Weed Ripper 5,000, and then the Goblin Weed Whacker 5,000. So Weed Whacker, I think. Well, no, you, I said you got it right. Okay, whatever. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last question here. If you get it right, we'll uh, give you a pat on the back. All right. In Gallywooks's book, Trade Secrets of a Trade Prince, Okay. Gallywooks has three secrets. Which of the following is not one of them? Question A, or answer A. If your retirement plan doesn't include a palace, you're doing it wrong. Answer B. The only thing you need to do to take over the goblin race is win. Answer C. Don't let anyone take your cookie. That is real. That, okay, is, the take, so that is the entire takeaway of the story. Yeah, so we're looking for which one is not one of the okay. real ones. And then answer D is you're either ruthless or toothless. That's real. So what are A and B again? Um, if your retirement plan doesn't include a palace, you're doing it wrong. And the only thing you need to do to take over the Goblin race is win. That sounds fake. Which one? B. B? Yeah, that does sound fake the way it's worded. Yeah, that one's fake. I knew it. <laughs> so that's actually a quote from the story. Um, but it's it's not one of his secrets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. He, um, he says... Let's see, you bought my book, which makes us pals, right? So in the unlikely event that you live longer than me, there's only one thing you need to do to take over the goblin race. Win. That's really it. Oh, okay. Yeah, this short story is freaking hilarious. I love reading it. It does kind of weird me out with, like, the whole childhood thing, because that's not really reflected anywhere else in game. Because we see goblin children, and they don't live like that at all. Well, you know. Kazan, I don't know. Yeah, I think part of it's, you know, a little bit of headcanon there. I think this guy was given a, you know, rough uh, draft to go with and just kind of said, screw it, we're going to see what we come up with. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, Cass. You know, that's, uh, that looks like all we've got today. All right. So, I appreciate you hanging out with us. And uh, for everybody listening at home, thank you for checking in. We will catch you next time on the South Fury Watch Podcast.